Welcome back to Becoming Your Best Version. I am host Maria Leonard Olson. I am an attorney, a radio show host, podcaster, a TEDx speaker, author, journalist. And I have the privilege of interviewing women whose paths have crossed mine, who have inspired me in some way and sharing them with you. Today, I have the honor and privilege of having my good friend Jody Silverman on the show from the Philadelphia area. She helps women embarking on the empty nest and midlife transition to rediscover who they are outside of a mom, daughter, and partner. As their mentor and coach, she provides community, tools, and strategies to use now to increase resilience find your happy, and discover your purpose, meaning, fulfillment, and fun. Jody helps women shift the focus that may have been on everybody else back onto themselves. She shares her best tips and strategies learned from her own daring journey to help women release fear and limiting beliefs, preventing them from stepping into their purpose, and living their most daring life now. She has inspired thousands of women across the country to live their own daring lives through her coaching programs, her Moms Who Dare membership community, her In the Nest with Jody show, and as a sought after speaker. Jody has been featured in CEO Mom Magazine, This Is It Network, and a variety of podcasts. I was privileged to be part of a recent speaker series she did for Women in Midlife that was extraordinarily powerful and helped so many women, connected me with other women who work in this space and want to help women live their best lives. And she's a real connector of people. And the light she puts into this world is extraordinary. You can learn more about Jody Silverman at jodysilverman.com. Her social media links are in the show notes. And really, you want to get on our mailing list because this woman is a firebrand who brings passion, light, and love to everything she does. I am so happy to introduce to the Becoming Your Best Version community, Jody Silverman. Wow. wow. Thank you, Maria. That was wonderful. Well, you, you deserve it. I mean, you have lifted so many women beginning in the Philly area and then extending across the country and maybe even in other countries. But Jody it has, it has just this infectious passion for living your best life and using whatever your talents are for the greater good or even for your own personal good. And I'd love to know, how did this start, Jody? I mean, you are just, you're just, I don't wanna say larger than life, you're just a really bright light. And how did you turn it into becoming a midlife mentor and coach? How did this happen for you? So thank you again, Maria, and hello to all the Becoming Your Best Version listeners out there. I am so excited to be here. So yeah, so I am 55 years old and it was about 10 years ago. I spent my whole career in sales, um, you know, 
ad sales, direct mail marketing sales. I even had my own print brokering company. I actually still have it. I have two clients I just won't walk away from. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was when I was about 45, both kids were in high school. One was a freshman, one was a senior. So my daughter is the oldest getting ready to leave. And I found myself in a quiet space, alone with my thoughts, and a question popped in to my head. And it was, okay, so my kids are, my daughter's leaving. My son is advancing through high school, which we all know in high school, that's when they start to, you know, you start to see more space in your life. And when they're both gone, is having this print brokering business, is doing what I'm doing right now, is that going to be enough? And I, the answer was, it was a big hell no. It was like, mm -hmm. no. Mm -hmm. And I sat there and I'm like, okay. And as many women know, the guilt kicked in like, well, who am I not to feel like it's enough? I have my own business for goodness sakes, Marie. And I, I get to set my own schedule, which means I get to be present with my kids as well as you know, work and make an income, which is always important for me to do for myself, regardless whether we needed it or not. Mm -hmm. I always liked earning my own money. So I have a great husband. And, and as um, all of this is going through my head, I mean, this is all happening within like really a moment's time that no one I'm doing is not fulfilling. And who am I to think that it's not enough? It also then dawned on me that the feeling that lack of feeling inside me or that feeling that there's something more waiting for me had nothing to do with having a great husband, having great kids, having great community, having my own business. It had rather it had everything to do with just me. It was all about Jody, and that that was okay. That that was okay. That this was all about me, that I had that feeling inside that. And when I talk in person about this story, I see the heads like bobbing up and down when yeah. I say, you ever have that feeling that there was something else you were meant to be doing? I don't know any woman, most women feel, yes, mm -hmm. there is. Because our lives shift, we change. Our, our view of the world changes. So with that comes a deep desire for something different, maybe bigger than us, just a different road. So in that moment of asking the question, going through the who am I and the guilt to, you know what? I'm allowed to want something just for me because that's what I'm doing for my kids. We, right. We've raised our kids to go out and do for them. My husband has a career he loves. I want something that I love outside of being the mom and the daughter and the sister and the wife. And, and it was just in that moment that asking the question and answering it opened up something within me to be ready and willing to receive opportunity when it knocked or receive new people who presented a possible opportunity that I might not have seen because I might have been blind to it before. And it was one of my dearest friends brought me a business opportunity, you know, a network marketing, multi-level marketing business opportunity, something I never say never anymore because I never would have thought I would said yes. But I looked at it and I said yes. And I don't think I would have been open to hearing about it had I not asked that question in that moment of silence in that quiet space. And by saying yes to that, opened up a world of personal growth. I didn't even know what personal growth was. And I was not a student, Maria. I struggled in school. I struggled in college. Yet I always knew that when I got out in life, I would be okay. And then this personal growth, 
the 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 introduction to books like Think and Grow Rich and um, all the Brene the Brene Browns of the world and the Liz Gilberts and the Darren Hardys of the world, I didn't realize how starved I was mm-hmm. for that growth. That was the university that I belonged in because it helped it. The books I read did two things for me, validated feelings that I had and helped me understand the beliefs and the doubts that were keeping me much smaller than I could have been and that I could be. Wow. What a great story. And then you gained this self-knowledge and then you turned it around to help other women. What yeah. made you decide to pay it forward? I, I was introduced during this, this growth and during that business, I said yes to, I was introduced to coaching. What are coaches? And I met a coach and I realized I, I wanted to go through that training for my personal growth. And I signed up. I dared. It was like my first dare before I even knew that it was called daring for me. And I dared to say yes to an in-person coach training program, a hybrid of in-person, in five-day intensive and online. And it was during this period that I realized so many of my friends were feeling stuck and sad and uncertain because all our oldest children were all the same age. They were all getting ready to leave. And I kept hearing them say, we're going to be so sad. It's going to be so hard. And regardless that they still had a younger child or two or three at home. Mm-hmm. And I realized, no, I am having so much fun. I'm scared. I'm doing things, even though I'm scared. So it's really been exhilarating and exciting and yes, uncomfortable times, but this is what I want for other moms. We are not going to sit home and cry. We're going to feel sad. We're going to feel the loss. And then we're going to step out and rediscover who we get to be now. And that's when I decided as my coach training, we went around the room, there were 10 people in the room, Maria, and the, my, my, the trainer wanted us to say, what was our intention with our coach becoming a certified life coach? And everybody in the room said they were going to do a one-on-one practice, or they worked for a company that was sending them there so that they could then bring the coaching expertise into their, their, their world, their company. And they came to me and I said, it's not going to be one-on-one, although I have done one-on-one. I said, it's going to be something with community and it's going to be all about moms. And um, I have been asked this question, Maria. Well, you know, somebody has said to me, why moms? Why are you? Because I've been known to say, I am a mom all about moms. And I want to be clear. A mom is anybody out there who feels like a mom. Ah, nice. Yes. You could be an aunt and not a mom in the traditional sense, but yet you feel like you're a mother figure to somebody. So however the word mom resonates with you, but my feeling is, and I really believe this wholeheartedly, there is only one life transition that can take a confident decision-making woman and knock her on her, you know what? (laughs) And that's becoming a mom. Mm -hmm. I really, and, and it is, everything. It is exciting. It is frustrating. It is, it can, it can make your heart ache. It can fill your heart with joy. It's all of these. And and I just knew I didn't want these moms after they've spent decades raising their children to go out, become good decision makers and go find their own life. I wanted them 
not to stop living and sit there pining for what was, but to embrace what's next, both as a mom and as a, a human being for themselves. Like, who do they want to be? And that, that's how I decided I was going to, you know, talk about moms. And when I heard somebody speak about something about daring, I just looked, it just clicked. And I'm like, oh, we are moms. Yeah. Yes, I love it. I love that. I love all your graphics. I love all the guides that you so generously give on your website, like free guide, three ways to feel connected. Like there is just a treasure trove of materials on jodysilverman.com that can help you and be become part of her Facebook group. These are all women who are doing the work of figuring out the self-knowledge to allow them to move forward to the next chapter. Absolutely. And Jody is an extraordinary guide. It's she encourages all to dare, dare on. I love it. Like she frequently ends her um, live broadcasts on social media with, all right, dare on. Love it. Yeah, it's my it's it it dare on has become my life's mantra that I share and hope and encourage you know, at least the Moms Who Dare community uh, to, to adopt in their life because it can mean so much. I mean, it, dare on can be your mantra. And if you allow it, it will inspire you to dream big and drive you to face your fears and give you the strength to persevere and fuel all your adventures. So that, that's what I had a woman in my community recently email me and said she was graduating as an adult from college, she got a degree. Love and it. She said, Would it be okay if I put Dare on on my graduation cap? I mean, what? I, what better? Are you kidding me? What better validation? What better compliment? I said, absolutely, use it. And I just posted it in the group. Oh my gosh, that gave me chills. That's yeah. beautiful. I mean, listen. I think if we help one other human with our own story, or each day that we're doing. We're making the world a better place, one conversation at a time. And you're someone who reaches a lot of people at a time. So I hope that you feel just every day, this legacy that you're building uh, in women, and you've chosen to focus your considerable light on women who identify as moms in some way. And what a gift. It's just such a gift. I hope that you feel great about the work you're doing. I do. I do. And I get to meet amazing women like you too, Maria, because you're inspiring as well with this podcast and you're giving a platform to women like myself Thanks. and Thanks. individuals like myself to share their light. And, that, and that's, that's, that's a gift. Oh, well, thank you. I feel like, unfortunately, in our, in our society, still women's voices are subjugated and I occasionally have men ask to be on the podcast and I say, well, at this time, I'm trying to focus on amplifying the voices of women and they usually take it in stride. But, you know, I, I work in a male dominated industry and it, it's challenging. So I'd like to also ask you, because you are a woman in my dealings with you, who is so optimistic and, and as we discussed in another conversation, nobody emerges from life unscathed. How have you maintained this brilliant optimism in everything you I've seen you put out in the world? How do you do it? 
Well, I, I love that question. I'm going to first tell everybody, I do get sad. I do get angry. I do get stuck and knocked down. It's been a practice of, you know, building my resiliency, building my, my ability to, you know, to bounce back from life transition. I, and I believe wholeheartedly, and you can read books like Learned Optimism and Happier Now, like all the, and I read about it because I've been asked this question before, how is it that I can be, that I seem happy and positive and optimistic, even when it appears that the life, the world is falling apart mm -hmm. around. And it's because of the personal growth. It's because of investing in reading and understanding that we do have a choice. We own our own happiness and everybody can learn and build their happy resiliency, their optimism resiliency, their overall resiliency. And it's by working on the self-talk that the, that the voice is in your head. And it's also one of the biggest things I learned and I, and uh, my very first coach that I went to a four day workshop, she said this, it's being able to ex being accepting and not jumping to a conclusion so fast about other people. For example, I, if you're, if you're checking out at a store, wherever you might be, I mean, I'll give you the example that happened to me. I took my mother-in-law to get, and she's no longer with us, but this was years ago. I took her to get blood work. Mm -hmm. And my mother had trouble walking. She had rheumatoid arthritis. She was walking on a walker. We were parked right outside of the door, but it took, you know, a while to get her out of the car, slowly moving in. And I opened up the door and the smell of paint, you remember, the, you know what the smell of yes, paint is? Yes, yes. It hit me. It almost knocked me out. I mean, yeah. I was like, oh my God. And my mother-in-law didn't smell it for personal reasons, but I said, oh, this is awful. And we walked in and we sat down and there was a young girl behind the desk off to our side, didn't look up, didn't say hello, nothing. And we sat there. And the next thing I know, she leans over. She says, listen, I'm going to have to ask you two to leave the room right now, leave right now. And I, I have to go and you're not allowed to stay in here when I'm not here. And I, I said, my mother-in-law really can't walk. We we're just going to sit here. Is it okay? No, you must leave. She didn't even make eye contact. Wow. Got up. We walked back to the car. My mother-in-law was like, that was rude. And this is the point of when, when you ask how to stay. I sat there in the car and I had a choice to make. I could get really angry and say, who is she? I'm the customer here. Why did I get angry and get worked up? Or I could choose to say, I want, you know what? She's working in that room where the paint just almost knocked me off my feet. Mm -hmm. I could only imagine how she's feeling right now. This is how I approach most situations. And again, I get angry, I get worked up, I could lose my patience. However, I've chosen through the books I've read, the, the, the mentors that I've chosen to learn from, that if you take a pause and try and look at a situation for what it really is and what it possibly could be, you can stay calmer and you can flip the dialogue so that you are still feeling peaceful and calm and happy and optimistic, even when somebody's being nasty. Yeah. And what happened was we walked back in and when I walked up to the counter, I leaned over and I said, I can only imagine what it's like to be working here today. That was it. She was like, oh my God, it's awful. I had to leave, I had a headache. I'm sorry, I asked Aww. you if you to leave. And, I mean, you just don't know. Yes. You just know where people are coming from. So when I look at the world and the divisiveness, it's upsetting. Mm -hmm. very upsetting and disturbing. And I'm passionate about things I believe in. And yet 
there are lessons to be learned in this. So default to, okay, what am I supposed to learn from this? And then how can I contribute or how can I make it better? If you really are called to service, how can I help? But that's how I really, it's perspective. It's creating a shift. It's really looking at a situation. Are there gifts and learning lessons in this mess that I could take away and turn around for the good? And it's not about being a Pollyanna. It's not about not feeling the emotions, but it's about flipping it around to find the true gifts in the mess. Wow, that, that's powerful. Everybody should be taught these resiliency skills and empathy skills. I don't know why schools don't teach this because it would help everyone in life to learn how to be resilient and how, and how to practice empathy and how to actually do something, contribute to the problem instead of just complaining incessantly about it. Add on life skills. I mean, I have a, 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 a 12 weeks to a more resilient you group coaching program now you're making me think I need to pitch that to some high schools. I think it would be very needed. It would be a great public service and you have deep ties in your community. I would check it out, suggest a pilot. I think it would be a great yeah. idea. But uh, it, another thing I really like about your messaging, which covers a lot of ground, it's not just about any one topic, it is a multifaceted approach to moving on and making the most of your next chapter when, when your children leave the nest. And so one of your very helpful, to me personally, messages is how to learn to let your kids go. It's a hard one. <laughs> it's a hard one. And you shared a very helpful tip that I probably should have tattooed on my arm, which has to do about with being becoming a coach. So could you share that really helpful message that I need to hear again about yeah. um, one way to become a coach instead of the teacher role that we had when our children were younger? All right. So as your children get older and older and older, and really this, this needs to start younger, but I say at least it has to start in the high school years. And it's not too late if you haven't done it. It is our, the one parenting shift every mom, every dad, every parent must make to support and empower not only her adult children, but herself. It's going, shifting from the fixer in their lives to the coach in their lives. And if you don't like the word coach, use the, some people like the word advisor. We must, if we are going to raise our children to be able to make their own decisions, find and discover their own best solutions to conflict and difficult situations, we must let them fix it themselves, come up with those solutions. But we can be their coach and their advisor because they don't know what they don't know. Even when they go off to college, our kids are navigating life 24 hours a day, seven days a week for themselves. They haven't done that. So yes, when they call home, the hardest thing is holding the space and just clearing your mind, releasing yourself and say to yourself, I do not have to fix. I'm going to be here to listen, listen to what they say and then default to asking questions. And I do have, um, it's not on my website, but I do have the five questions that I came up with that can help you with shifting to the coach and the advisor and their question. But you and I talked about the very first question that you can always do to help you not go in the fixer mode. Mm -hmm. is when so, and and this is for all your relationships but with with respect to your children 
let's say your daughter, or your son calls you from college or just calls you in general, and they start to tell you about a problem they're having or a situation, either at the beginning or at the end, ask them permission, ask them what their intention is. You know, hey, Maria, are you looking for me to offer you some suggestions here or do you just want me to listen? What a powerful question, we call it the permission question, mm -hmm. because what it does is it gives your child permission to just vent if they want. And guess what? It actually reduces your stress, worry and anxiety, because now you have no pressure but to sit and receive, listen, maybe ask some other questions, even ask, them, well, how would you want that to be resolved if it was you? And, and, it, and it just takes all the pressure out of the situation for all of us and makes them feel empowered. It also allows your children to believe, even if it's on a subconscious level, that you have faith in them yes. to make decisions, as well as trusting that you did a really good job of laying the foundation for them to possibly make a decision. And if it doesn't work out, as long as it's not life-threatening, if it doesn't work out, they're gonna learn from it. There's falling down, failure, making not the best decision. There's always lessons to be learned. Let them learn them. Oh, that is such good advice. And the reason, one of the big reasons I have to hear that over and over is because <laughs> I believe my son is very much like me temperamentally. And sometimes I feel like I'm watching a train wreck. I, like I'm watching exactly what happened to me. <laughs> and while at this moment, he is in a great place. Follow Chris at TikTok, on TikTok at, at Chris. Instagram at Chris Olson, shameless plug by a very proud mama. Absolutely. He's doing really well, but we had some rough years and he was repeating certain mistakes that I had made and I needed to step away. I couldn't fix it. And as you say, he needed to learn the lesson. I'm not his higher power and I would have died for him, which is codependent. I know, but it's my truth. And um, I couldn't do it. I couldn't fix it. Couldn't fix the situation. And it's the worst, it's the worst feeling and a worst space for any parent to be in. Watching, knowing that the mistakes are going to lead to something not, not good, not healthy, not, not a good outcome and having no ability to change it and fix it. It's all, that's why you need community, right? That's why we need community. Yes. That's why we need other moms because there is not a mom out there that doesn't under every mom, mom type figure, whoever you are, you, we know, we know. And that's why we don't judge, don't, there is no judging and emptiness in the midlife chapter of life for moms. There, with the, our community is so judgment free. Everybody knows every mom has struggles and every mom has to deal with it on their terms, how they do it. And we just hold space for a supportive place. And the way I see my role in it is I'm going to share with you how you can maybe increase your acceptance and increase your optimism and happiness level and, and draw those boundaries and manage those expectations and all those things that I've learned. All those yes. things. Yeah, I bring, you have to bring your life experiences into things if you wanna make real meaningful change in the world. So you are just a powerhouse and a force for good. I, if you need a speaker, listeners, uh, for any kind of conference that you're working on, Jody has a wealth of information and brings this in infectious enthusiasm. She frequently talks about this parenting shift that we all have to make. 
as well as mistakes that keep you stuck and feeling without purpose and secrets to moving through fear. I mean, fear is the basis of most of my character defects, but Jody helps people move through those blockages and shine their light. And I have so much respect for the work that you do, Jody. Thank you. I, it's very fulfilling. It's fun. You have to have fun. Mm -hmm. have fun. Don't forget about fun. But it is fun and it's fulfilling and it's meaningful. And as much as I put out, that's as much as people like you, Maria, and other women in my community, it, it boomerangs back to me. I get very fulfilled and have fun with my moms and with my community. So it's a, it's a, it's a win-win. Oh, I love it. I love it. And I do ask the following question to every single guest on my show, and I've never had the same answer. And the question is, what do you do, Jody, to become your best version? I continuously invest back into my personal growth, both time and both in financial investment. Okay. And I truly believe that we are never finished growing and learning. There's always growth. Once you hit one milestone, there's growth. So every year I make a decision and look to how do I invest in my own personal growth this year? What will best support me in growing? Because it's a practice. It's a continual practice. That is a fantastic answer and a unique answer. Haven't had that one yet. And I love it because who, I mean, it's progress, not perfection, as we discussed earlier before we started recording. I want to keep growing for the rest of my life. It's and, fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually fun. I want to keep discovering new things about myself and, and, you know, it's, and you fall down a step, you move forward four, and maybe you fall back two, then you move forward six. It's a journey. It's a journey. It is a journey. And I encourage all of you to watch her YouTube channel in the nest with Jody and to read her blogs and connect with her on social media, because this woman is a wealth of, of resources and encouragement and enthusiasm that can make your life better. So I will uh, say adieu and thank you, Jody, for taking time out to be on the show. Thank you, Maria, and thank you to your audience. They're on. Yes!